Welcome to Policy Today, thoughtful discussion of current issues vital to the future prosperity of Washington State, produced by the Washington Research Council. Hello, welcome to the Common Ground podcast. I'm joined today by my partner in crime, Randy Abrams Karras, and we're very pleased to be joined today with two state representatives, Representative Marcus Riccelli from the 3rd Legislative District and Representative Hans Zeiger from the 25th. Okay, good. Ah, I almost remembered it. Um, And the genesis of asking you two here was that when we interviewed former Governor Dan Evans a few months ago, he was talking about the bipartisan group of legislators under 40 that he hangs out with, goes to breakfast, goes hiking every once in a while, and we thought, well, that would make a pretty good podcast. So these are two of the under 40s. And what we wanted to and talk about... two ab- of the over 40s. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's very sad. I'm no, I no longer qualify as like a young Republican or whatever. <laughs> They'd kick me to the curb. Um, so we wanted to talk today about... We always hear a lot about the fights that happen in Olympia, but we want to talk about the other side, the getting along, the working together, um, working through problems, sometimes working through some ideological differences to uh, get to the common ground. Um, so why don't we start off with, um, what do you, we'll start with Sen- uh, Senator Richelli. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm upgrading you. Uh, Represent- I said that was a downgrade. Let's I get know, that on Yeah, record. I know, that could be an insult. <laughs> um, Representative Richelli, I mean, obviously, you're a Democrat, mm-hmm. and you know, you're know you a member of the Democratic Caucus, but what is your take, having been here in the House for a while, on what's your view on working with the other side? Well, first of all, I think I have a unique perspective. I mean, there's now only three Democrats east of the Cascades. Uh, no, that's true. So um, from the Spokane area, so it was just embedded in me that to make things work for our community, I'll have to reach uh, across the aisle. Um, also, coming here, you know, the freshmen go into each caucus to introduce themselves. And I remember when I went in very specifically and we all introduced ourselves and I said, Hey, in the house, I know what it's like to be in the minority. I'm a Democrat from Eastern Washington. And, <laughs> mm-hmm. and my goal too was really for a number of folks I met, uh, to, I want to be a hard guy to hate. Uh, I, I love the relationships. I think that's one of the most impar- important parts here. And you can see the good work gets done when people spend time getting to know each other. And that's one of the neat things was Hans, uh, approached me, our, our uh, first year and asked if we would do this under 40 caucus and we talked about it and we started getting folks together because it's really hard to tweet out some visceral thoughts about somebody if you've shared mm-hmm. a meal with them if you know about their families you know about their interests so it's really that was kind of the, the start of it and um it's been been good relationship since i think mm-hmm. we were sitting in the transportation committee one day when I, I don't remember who had the idea originally but uh we decided that was a good thing to do and uh, we had that first dinner, and then we've had a couple of hikes in the summer times as well. It's been a good thing. So, why do you think it's important to have an under forty caucus? What What are the issues that? And how big is the under forties caucus? And um, what are some of the issues that you feel are unique to being? Because you, are you under thirty too? I'm actually thirty, almost oh, okay. thirty one. Yeah, <laughs> rub it in, why not? <laughs> um, but what are the issues that you feel are unique or that, that you feel you, you have more in common with the folks, just aside from age? Are, are there things that unite you? I think, you know, when you look at the millennials, I think there's a different tone um, 
regardless of where people are on the political spectrum, left, right, middle, um, I, I think there's a common determination to work together on things and to move beyond some of the uh, partisan bickering and, and polarization that we see in politics nationally. I, I think that's um, fairly well descriptive of uh, that under 40 group in our legislature. I think there's about 20 or so. I've lost track of the exact numbers because it, it's fluctuating all the time with new people coming in and whatnot. Uh, I think J.D. Rossetti, who just came in on an appointment, uh, is, is part of this under 40 group. Um, but I think there's uh, collegiality there, and we want to encourage that. I think the Washington legislature overall is way better than Congress is, and um, and we want to celebrate that. We want to make sure that that becomes the norm. It continues to be the norm in our legislature because that um, that results in good policy. When I was first elected to the legislature, former representative, now county council member Joyce McDonald in Pierce County, shared with me that um, relationships are more important than policies. And, and I, what I've learned since then is that good relationships result in good policies. And I'd think, too, uh, just to be candid, one of the things when you look at, there's a lot of folks that may, whether or not in their legislature, they'll be involved probably in our political process in Washington State, and uh, it's that push to not be the other Washington. And and what the public, I think, sometimes misses is a lot of the stuff we pass out actually goes out unanimous or near unanimous. Um, obviously, we have some real good discussions on contentious issues, but um, I think a lot of us will be engaged in the public policymaking process, and and we want to do. Everybody shows up here because they want to do good things for their community, and uh, I think by forming these relationships, it's you're able to kind of maybe find some common ground initially that you didn't think you would get to, and uh, that's been really heartening, actually. I think setting that friendly tone in our political discourse here in the legislature is a kind of invitation to other young people to consider public life. And uh, it's really important that that invitation be out there because uh, if you're a bright young person today looking around at how you're going to make a difference, there's a lot of directions you can go in this state. The state is, you know, if if you're in the tech community or something, there's a lot of other things you could be doing with your life. But but coming down here to serve in the legislature is a very worthwhile thing to do. And I think those of us who are younger legislators um, can set that, that tone. Are there ever times, I'll just give you some personal background. You know, I've been down here a long time, and I had um, I lived with a legislator, a friend, you know, during session, and we did not agree on a certain issue that she had to vote on, and um, she called and said, can I come home tonight? And I said, of course. Hmm. But there were times when things were very tense <laughs> and with diff- different situations. Are there times when you all just... Well, what's the breakdown of of the under forty caucus, Republicans versus Democrats, and is there a time when you just say, "Can't do it. Things are too contentious." And well, we we need start a break. out by really not framing it that we're coming to talk politics, but everything that we do, we end up talking politics. <laughs> but I think what I've come to understand, and others hopefully in our caucus understand, is that there's kind of two camps of folks down here, and there's the folks that will vigorously disagree with each other, and then on the very next bill potentially be working together on something. And then there's folks where you have a discussion, you disagree, and it seems like they silo themselves. Um, I think a lot of us under 40 feel like we're in the camp where, you know, there's not absolutes, that it's okay in our value systems to have strong disagreements, but then go to work on things that will move good public policy forward. And, and that's that's been good. Um, can you give, do you have any examples of issues that you've worked on where, Maybe it's been not a slam dunk, 
but there have been, you know, strong opinions on both sides and you really had to work to overcome them and then have overcome them and were able to get something passed that everyone agreed on. I mean, I'd like to start by just saying, you know, uh, Hans uh, took a really tough transportation vote early on, was really hung out uh, within his own caucus um, and uh, stood on what he wanted to do. And transportation was a, a very contentious issue. Uh, we had different ideas of how we were going to get there. And um, I think that was a moment when, uh, you know, I, I really respected that, that he um, was doing what he thought was best for his district and best for his community. And probably, I mean, it looked like he was under a lot of pressure when that was going through the first time, I, I guess I'm talking about, when we passed it off the House floor. So, so I mean, I think... Um divided government can work really well. It can also break apart and not work well. But I think we proved last session when we passed the transportation package and uh, when we passed the strongest bipartisan, with the strongest bipartisan support for a budget in, I think, over 60 years, um, we proved that we can get great things done for the state. And in that budget, we reduced college tuition. We added $1.3 billion for K-12 education. We invested in mental health. A lot of work to do on all those things still. But but I think we proved that we can work together on things and do great things, even when we're pretty closely divided between Republicans and Democrats. I mean, right now you've got 74 uh, Republicans and 73 Democrats between the House and the Senate. And, um, and the benefit of that is that everybody matters, and everybody has to talk to each other and work together. Um, and as I said, things can break down, but in the end, I think if things are working right and if we're talking to one another and building those relationships, they can work out very, very nicely. For me, uh, what has been interesting for my area is uh, Senator Baumgartner, I do not see eye to eye on a number of different things, but working together on transportation for our community. Um, and we worked together very hard to pass a bill on the WSU Medical School uh, creation. Uh, that This is somebody who I previously worked for U.S. Senator Maria Cantwell, and I ran former state Senator Chris Mars' campaign Michael Baumgartner ran against both those That's folks, right. right? And so, uh, but those are the types of things when you can come together, you can really uh, get a lot of things done. And the, the hikes have been really, uh, I really like, uh, Hans has done a great job to, to get, get us uh, together to do some hikes, under 40 caucus hikes with uh, former governor Dan Evans. And um, those opportunities to see that uh, we're all just people. And it, for me, an interesting piece right now is, you know, some of us under 40 are... Um, experiencing similar things. Some of us, I think, uh, are feeling the pressures of families. Hans is expecting his, mm-hmm. his first child. Mm-hmm. I have two uh, young kids at home. And, and these types of things that you can connect on. And it's weird how quickly that translates to the, your policy focuses and what you can get done. In fact, uh, four of the under 40 group uh, are expecting this spring. So uh, the Bergquists are expecting mm-hmm. in February, uh, the Stokesberries and the Zigers in March and the Fanes in April and all of our districts border each other. Isn't so that amazing? Something in the water. Absolutely. <laughs> how do you deal with, if this has ever happened, I can't imagine it has, but how do you deal, um, say there's maybe one particular person or a small group of people who are just digging in their heels and it's an issue you, you really want to find common ground on or strike a deal on. Do you have any, I mean, I don't want you to give away any trade secrets, but what's your approach to um, dealing with significant, uh, not, well, conflict or uh, disparate ideas? I think finding 
something that they care about that you also align with and helping them out. Mm-hmm. And uh, it forms that trust. It's not just relationships. It's the trust behind those relationships. Mm, yeah. So if, you are, if you're able to deliver um, on a piece of policy, you know, whether it be helping get a bill out of a committee or just your vote, those types of things, you build that, that relationship. And, uh, and then when you go to them for help, uh, they're more likely to, to at least hear you out very sure. thoughtfully. Yeah. I work a lot on higher education policy. I'm, on, mm-hmm. I'm the ranking member on the higher ed committee. And so, you know, that's a, an area traditionally of great bipartisanship. And um, so I've learned a lot about when you set a tone and, and set an expectation that we're going to work together from the start, um, then you can have disagreements along the way. But if the major enterprise is about getting along and coming up with good policy, then then you can get through those disagreements just fine and, mm-hmm. and move on to the next issues. Mm-hmm. So have you ever organized as an under 40 caucus to go to your leadership, your respective leaderships to, with a list of priorities? No. No, I, I think one of the things is we are not, we didn't try and put it together to try and come up with an agenda. I think that there's some issues that, um, if they present themselves that we can rally around. But uh, I think the main purpose is just setting the stage for uh, open lines of communication, thoughtful, respectful discourse, and the ability to um, uh, p- potentially call upon that if that day comes, if it's something that we really see is something that we can galvanize around. I think there are certain issues where, um, as a millennial lawmaker, I might be drawn to getting involved in an issue that other Republican colleagues may not. For instance, I've been a supporter of allowing pre-registration for, for voting, and uh, and most mostly that's been Democrats who support that issue. Now the Secretary of State has weighed in and is supporting 17-year-old pre-registration, which I think is a good compromise and uh, and gets some good bipartisan support. But that's been an issue that I've supported and I think I think has some special appeal to, uh, to younger voters. Um, something you said earlier both of you said earlier about bringing a different perspective. You know, one of my pet peeves, um, having been involved in politics on the other side, not on the elected side, is the rhetoric on both sides is getting so stale. And it seems like with new people coming in, they, you don't have that baggage and you can sort of, and coupled with building the relationships, just bringing a different perspective to issues um, is is helpful if you can just get back past the you know okay i'm going to use this rhetoric and you're going to use this rhetoric i think that's fair i also think though it's moving past we do have strong debates on things that we just don't see eye to Absolutely. eye on and we want to put that forward uh to the public and understanding that the world in which we speak on the floor potentially is not in the world of people who are trying to make sure that they got food on the plate, their kids can pay for college. And, and understanding that uh, our message, what I think we do at the Under 40 Caucus is uh, show that hope to the, the next generation. I mean, we do have serious issues. I think Hans and I and a number of our colleagues would overwhelmingly agree that participation, there's a reason the issues that face 18 to 40-year-olds aren't paid enough attention to, and that's because they don't show up at the ballot Mm -hmm. box, they don't get involved in the public process. It's not that they don't care, they're volunteering in record numbers, it's that they don't, they feel like the system isn't working for them, and so Mm -hmm. one of our goals is to really show how it can work and how people can get along and how good public policy can be moved forward. Yeah, I mean, I love love spending time with uh, 
young people when they come to engage in this process, uh, whether they're interns down here, LAs, uh, others who are coming to engage and learn about the legislative process. It's, it's an exciting process, and I want to share my own enthusiasm and, and uh, help that to be something where they might think about being a legislator themselves someday or, or uh, staying on for jobs that, that might be available here mm -hmm. in Olympia. And, um, you know, I think we need to encourage more of that involvement. I think we as millennial lawmakers have a, a unique opportunity to reach into that next generation and say, get involved. We need your voices. We need your participation. This is a participatory process, and uh, it, it can't thrive without you. And Hans, guys, we have to do it soon because he's referring to millennials. But uh, I'm even with my baby face, I'm on the way out. I'm 37 now, so oh yeah, we got, we, we got three more years to be uh, for me to crack this stuff out. So. That's right, and you'll be kicked right out. Right, to be 37 again. Oh my gosh! But I think it's I think it's carried over though to not just our under 40 caucus. We both do separate things too. Um, so I organize weekly legislative basketball. That's for all mm. lawmakers. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, That's for interns, staff. Uh, you know, it's kind of an open call for basketball and have a good time that way. Hans, I know, has uh, been part of some uh, bipartisan panels to really push um, uh, how civil discourse, civil discourse yeah. forward. Which, right. uh, so it really kind of bleeds into so many things we do here. But, um, but we, have, we have tough fights, too. I mean, I don't, sure. think the, I don't think we'd be sitting next to each other and uh, disagreeing that uh, it, gets, it gets pretty intense sometimes. But the world doesn't end if you That's disagree. Because, right. you, you know, you're hearing all these news stories of kids on college campus. Oh, don't say... Now, obviously, we're not talking about super offensive speech, but it's okay to disagree, and it's not personal. You don't have to hate each other. We have to, we have to remember how to debate in society, and, and the, right. you know, bipartisanship and civility are not the same things. You can, mm -hmm. you can be very partisan and still be civil at the same time. Mm -hmm. I think there are a lot of good examples of that around here. Um, I think we also ought to remember it's okay to be independent. I think this state is one where mm. there's a great rich tradition of, of independent uh, lawmakers and, and governors and U.S. senators. And, um, you know, we ought to carry on that tradition. That mm. we, we, ought, we shouldn't walk the party line just because that's what the National Republican Party or Democrat Party says sure. you should do. I think independence is a perfectly acceptable thing. I come from a swing independent district where I get a lot of uh, leeway to be able to do the things that I think are best for for the state of Washington. And, um, you know, I think um, independence is a thing we ought to value. Absolutely. I think that's a great way to wrap this up. Absolutely. Well, thank you guys very much for joining us. We are, I know you're off to do some committee hearings and engage in bipartisanship. Um, so thank you and good luck on the impending birth of your thank child. You. We gotta get out on time. I know, <laughs> I know. All right, and thank you, Representative Richelli. We appreciate it. Appreciate All right, it. and we'll talk to you soon. Policy Today is a production of the Washington Research Council, dedicated to providing timely, credible research and policy analysis supporting economic vitality and private sector job creation. For more information, go to researchcouncil.org.